Um, if you turn with me to 1 John. And you'll find in chapter uh, 3, we were talking about the fatherhood of God. And it says this in chapter 3 of 1 John, uh, first epistle of John chapter 3. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. You know he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose... The Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother hath need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, 
and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. I want to um, just talk about something that's very important and it's verse 18 my little children let us not love in word neither in tongue but in deed and in truth and hereby we know that we are in we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him for if our heart condemn us God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things beloved if our heart condemn us not then have we confidence toward God. Uh, one of the most uh, destructive things in any life, uh, and probably the most destructive thing in a life, is guilt. Uh, because guilt separates a man from God. And condemnation and being condemned is the worst thing. Uh, one of the biggest problems, I suppose, in today's society is the postmodernist idea where you try and switch everything and uh, what is right is what seems right to you. And that's why I read the whole of the scripture out rather than just talk from those verses because sin is a problem. Uh, it's not anything else, it's sin. And God has laid down principles for us to live by. Greatest principle of all is the principle of love. We love one another, and you love the brethren. But condemnation and guilt get into people's lives, and they're destroyed from doing what God really wants because they don't feel they can relate to God, they can respond to God, they can open their heart to God uh, because they always feel guilty and condemned. And when things are wrong in a life, the guilt that gets hold of them and the condemnation that gets hold of them drives them away from God. And it's amazing, you know, the first Adam in the garden uh, with Eve, they went and hid themselves from God. Now the only way back into life was back into fellowship in repentance and obedience. But the last thing they wanted to do was get right with God. They hid themselves. And strangely enough, darkness and hiding are the things that happen with condemnation. When someone feels guilty and condemned, uh, it drives them away from the very source of help. Uh, and that's the most destructive thing of all. Instead of coming to the one who can help them, they run from the one who can help them. And that is why Jesus said, you know, you won't come to the light. Why? Because your deeds are evil. That's why you hide. You've done something wrong and you hide from light. And light is all to do with dealing with your lifestyle. And condemnation and guilt is the thing that destroys. And uh, it's amazing how many people allow circumstances to drive them into a place where they can't really get out of where they're in. They know it's wrong. They know things don't work. But they'll never come to the source of help because the source of help, to them, they just hate. 
because they feel the source of help will destroy them. And they don't realize that God sent his son to save us. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to redeem us. He didn't come to destroy us. He came to heal us. He didn't come to drive us away. He came to bring us in. He didn't come to accuse us. He came to forgive us. Uh, and yet the thing is that your own heart accuses you and condemns you. And it's your own heart that's your problem. God's not your problem. Your sin isn't your problem. What, what the problem is is your heart that condemns you. And once it does that, the next thing you do is you tend to hide. And when you hide, you basically run from the only source of help, which is Jesus Christ. Because God came to forgive, he came to heal, he came to deliver. And men love darkness because their deeds are evil. They won't come to the light. They won't clear up things, they'll run from things. And it's struck me many times how the very thing that would help people is the last thing they'll ever go to. The very thing that would deliver people is the last thing they'll seek. And I find that absurd. Um, it's just a total uh, contradiction. And that's why it says in the Bible, Jesus bore the contradiction of sinners. Uh, it's amazing. Here he comes along to heal the sick, deliver the captive, only do good. He's never come to condemn. He never accused. When he saw someone who was ill, first thing he said is, your sins have forgiven you. And then he says, so that you know I have power to forgive sins, he heals them. They never asked for their sins to be forgiven. They never sought forgiveness. Jesus came with a purpose of redeeming them. And he's the same Jesus. He hasn't changed. But it's amazing, once you become a Christian, and once you begin to walk, you come under a legalism. And a number of people end up legalistic and religious. And that religion and legalism leads to condemnation. If you do something wrong, you feel all condemned. And the last place you ever go to is the God who forgives. And so you get all guilty, condemned. You run from the source of life. And that is why people live in bondage. They live in bondage for fear. And they hide away. And in the end, they hide from God, uh, which is rather ridiculous because God's everywhere. And if you make your bed in hell, he's there. So <laughs> you don't actually hide from him. You hide from yourself thinking you're hiding from him. <coughs> I meet a lot of people who, when you talk to them, they, they're so condemned, so ashamed, uh, so feeling, hey, there's no hope, no help. Now there's some people who are so brazen, they need a bit of shame uh, to bring them to reality. And, and that's what a pastor does. He faces people up eyeball to eyeball and doesn't give ground. Uh, it doesn't mean that you condemn someone, but if someone's hiding from light, then you bring the light so that you expose the darkness and the darkness will deal with, with the light will deal with the darkness 
and a darkness will have to go. Or the person goes. He runs from light. And so there's a warfare goes on always in a life. Um, and relationship with God breaks down through lack of communication. And you don't communicate when you feel guilty. When you feel things are wrong in your life, you don't want to pray, you don't want to seek God, you don't want to read the Bible. And when you open your Bible, instead of being a blessing to you, it becomes a curse. Everything seems to shout at you that you're wrong because you are wrong and instead of the word being life to you it becomes condemnation and everything you read condemns you and that becomes awkward so you don't like to look at the Bible and then when you come to church you feel condemned because you know that things aren't right but you don't know what's wrong and sin is not the issue because sin was dealt with 2,000 years ago. And Jesus never ever went around trying to deal with the issue of sin. When he dealt with people and dealt with the issue of sin, he just said, your sins be forgiven you. But he never asked the person what their sins were, nor did he inquire as to how they got in the mess, he just forgave them. And I find a lot of Christians have a kind of almost uh, tyrannical idea of how God will sort things out. Well, God sorts things out by 2,000 years ago sending his son to redeem you. And he took, became sin who knew no sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God in him, the Bible says. So it's not a question of you doing something to deal with your sin he did something 2,000 years ago to deal with it for you. Hello? Now, it is ridiculous then to live in condemnation. That's why in Romans 8 it says there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Now the law of sin and death means that I basically end up condemned. And my heart condemns me and everything condemns me. That's the law of sin and death and it works. If you do something wrong and you get condemned, you go into darkness and the one thing you cease to do is walk in the spirit of life. You end up in death, in guilt. And everything goes wrong. Everything stops working. And to struggle out of it is impossible. That's why in 1 John chapter 1 it says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, does it mean that I have to go through a list of everything I've done wrong? No. If I know I have a problem and the problem's sin, what I confess is sin. Hey, and then I point to the one who dealt with all sin. His name is Jesus. He became sin for me who knew no sin. And I believe that God is faithful that there's not going to be two people punished for the same thing. And he was a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice for the sin of the whole world. And my sin was laid on him. 
and I walk out of guilt into freedom. And I, I walk in the spirit of life, not in the spirit of death. You don't have a past, you have a future. You don't have guilt and condemnation. You have faith and life. And one is opposed to the other. When you feel guilty, you never ever are going to walk in faith. When you feel condemned, you're never going to lift yourself up. When you feel bowed down, you, you feel you can't, then you're destroyed. But the only way to come out of it is not to try and lift yourself out of it, not to try and do something, but to realize that there was someone who did something for you 2,000 years ago. His name was Jesus. All right? If we confess our sin, it's faithful and just to forgive us the same, and to do what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And it's as simple as that. Christians don't live with guilt. Now, when something goes wrong in the life and you get into bad habits, the one thing that happens is guilt and condemnation. And you begin to feel more and more condemned. And if something goes wrong in your life, you then begin to look for the reason why things went wrong in your life. And then you get more condemned and you get more out of faith and then you get more into the position where you think you have to struggle to do something about it, you cannot get out of your problem. But the way out of the problem is simple. And that is, Jesus is the answer. He's the Savior. He's the Lord. And so you say, just a minute, I've been conned. There is no condemnation to people who are in Christ Jesus. I can't be condemned because Christ did everything for me. And okay, I made mistakes. So I made mistakes. So I got myself caught? Well, I got myself caught. But I can come out of it as simply as anything. I believe who God is. I believe what Jesus did for me. And the moment you do that, you can step back into the law of the spirit of life which sets me free from the law of sin and death is that plain uh, I'm for studying history now one of the things Whitfield realized was that God does it and redemption is a done deal Jesus has done it all hey I love that I love it that it's not up to me it's up to him I was uh, really thrilled. The woman, uh, there was another story of a woman who put in a prayer request on Tuesday for a family that was really messed up and needed some help in their life and family. And Wednesday morning, the whole thing was sorted out. You know, prayer does answer things. We also had a call from another woman who uh, sent in a prayer request and was totally healed. Uh, just watching the television program. Uh, one woman was sitting there and just believed. Another person came to the church who didn't actually put in a prayer request, uh, came to the church and as I prayed, realized that she ought to put in a prayer request, but decided that 
um, God could understand what she needed anyway and realize the next morning she'd been completely healed because God is God it's not what I do it's what he does what he's done for me and we need to always understand that is that plain so if you're guilty it's about time you stopped if you're condemned it's about time you stopped it doesn't mean that you're perfect God deliver us uh, you're bad enough as it is we don't want you to think you're perfect no it's not that but he is and he is our righteousness and he's everything and he's done it all and it's the blood of Jesus Christ God's son that cleanses us from all sin not sins sin and, and deals with the things that condemn and brings us into the life of God and then you can walk in it beloved now we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be but we know when he shall appear we shall be like him and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure and it's that simplicity of a realization I'm a son of God and I don't live with my heart condemning me now with well, the devil's whole operation is to condemn you he always wants to condemn you and it's amazing have you ever noticed if you owe someone money if you do that it's awkward when you meet them especially if you haven't paid them uh, you know you feel a bit uncomfortable if you know you owe them money especially if you haven't got the money to repay them yet you suddenly think oh dear I owe dear oh dear it can be very embarrassing can't it no is that right now why you why do you feel bad it's because you owe you feel guilty about it and there's a lot of people that get guilt over money there's a lot of people that get guilt over a lot of things it's amazing people have made promises to God and never keep them people who say oh Lord you know if you do this I'll give you that and they're conning you know God's, God's smarter than that he knows the heart uh, and people get condemned by all sorts of things and there is no condemnation none at all you're not guilty before God because of what Christ did for you you have no blame attached to you because of what Jesus did for you is that plain? okay now that doesn't mean shall I continue in sin that, may great, that grace may abound God forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein you don't carry on in sin I'm not suggesting that you realize and the way to walk into freedom and out of guilt is to realize what Christ has done and realize you're free from the bondage not only did he deal with the penalty of sin but he took the power of it out of your life when he died to it on Calvary's tree it has no power 
And when you don't feel guilty, you'll be surprised how easy it is to walk without it. Whilst you feel condemned by it, it has a hold over you. And when it comes to light and you become honest, it loses all its ability to trap you. Condemnation and guilt are only there while you walk in darkness. The moment you're in light, they have no power. Lies only have power whilst you live in the lie. The moment you come to truth, they've lost their power over you. Everything loses its power in the light of God. And that is the way a Christian lives. He lives with simplicity. Hey, Jesus did it all. He took it all. He's alive. He's risen. I'm free in him. The devil is a liar. God is true. And I live that way. And so I have an expectancy for blessing. I don't have an expectancy for things to go wrong. I have an expectancy for things to go right. The reason they're going to go right is because God loves me. And because he dealt with everything. Everything in my life. He took all my sin and your sin into his own body on the tree. It's dealt with. It's a done deal. It's over. No condemnation. No guilt. No feeling that, hey, I can't. He did. And that is what 1 John chapter 3 is all about. That's why you can walk in freedom from sin. The only reason you walk in freedom from sin is because sin can't take hold of you because you realize it has no power over you. And because you realize it has no power over you, you walk in freedom from it. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Just won't. Okay? You all understanding that? So I must never feel condemned. Never feel bad, never feel wrong. Get up in the morning, glory to God. God's on my side. Huh? Hey, uh, God is good. No, no kind of, oh dear. You know, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done that. Well, probably you shouldn't. But you can't change what happened yesterday, can you? It's amazing how people live for years with guilt. Hammers them. Uh, and they, they feel condemned, they feel beaten down, they feel oppressed. Uh, and the reason is, you've got to forget the things that are behind. I can't change yesterday. I can't change last week. What I did, I did. Now, maybe I shouldn't have done it. But I can't undo what I did, because it's gone. But what I can do, I can live different this moment, and I can have a glorious future. And I can stop living in the past. There's a lot of people, they want healing of memories. You don't need your memory healed. You want to learn how to forget. Uh, that is totally different. You don't need to deal with your past. You need to forget your past and live for the present and look to the future. That's why Jesus, for the glory that was set before him, despised the shame. He was looking ahead. He wasn't looking behind. And that's why he said, when a man puts his hand to the plow, if he turns back, he's not fit for the kingdom of God. But there's a lot of people, 
when they live their lives, you can honestly say they might be going forward with one hand on the plow, but the trouble is their heads turn backwards the whole time. And they don't go a straight furrow because they're always looking back and they're lamenting and feeling guilty about what they did in the past. And the devil's always there to throw up things of your past. Hey, what about this? What about that? Well, what about it? It's nothing to do with my present life. How many people have got a skeleton in the cupboard? You know, you've got to grow up. There's a lot of people got to things. Oh, dear. Uh, and really, that masters their whole life. Really, the guilt and the condemnation that they feel is what's causing them to make wrong decisions now. They can't go on with life because they're living in the past. They can't go on with God because the past is like a ball and chain to them. Anytime they try to step forward, they're jerked back by their past. What you've got to realize is you do not have a past. You have a future. No condemnation. If your heart condemn you, I've got news for you tonight. God is greater than your heart. Hmm? Time to forget. I worry when I meet people that always want to tell me about their past. I'd rather know about their present and their future. If they're always on about their past and always going on about, oh dear, and you don't know what I've been through, and oh, it was terrible. <laughs> they live in misery. We don't have a past, we have a future. Is that plain? Got it? Hmm? Are you sure? That means you can walk different, be different. From this day on, I am what I am by the grace of God. God took all my sin. Hey, I shouldn't be condemned. Nothing to be condemned about. He took my condemnation. He took my guilt. He took my sin. He took everything that was wrong and gave me what was right in him. I'm free. All right? That is the way it is in truth. And same with disease. You know, you can live with disease or you can say to disease, I don't want you. Don't recognize you, don't acknowledge you. You have no authority. And if you start doing that, you'll find it loses its place in your life. That's why I'm not so keen on some of the, the kind of new age gimmicks. I want to get rid of things. You know, if something's wrong, I want to get rid of it. Greatest thing to, to be healthy is to be happy. Greatest thing is to have the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Uh, greatest thing is to feel a total clarity before God. God is my Father and I'm free in Him. That brings more health and people get healed when they come into a place where they give condemnation up, give guilt up, and they find their body becomes a normal functioning thing because guilt has a terrible effect on your body. 
neutral, let it go. Don't have to serve it. Okay? Is that all right? Are you sure? Okay, stand up. <laughs> stand up. Put your hand on your chest. You know, the Bible says, if your heart condemn you, God is greater than your heart. Doesn't it? I'm not going to be condemned anymore. If God doesn't condemn me, I won't condemn myself. He took my sin. He took my diseases. He took my bondages into his body I don't need to have them I don't need to be condemned I don't need to feel guilty my past is gone my future is heaven my life is in him he is my righteousness he is my life I'm set free by the spirit of life in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. I believe what he says and I'm never going to deny it. I don't have a past. I have a future. There's no condemnation. I'm in Christ. I cannot be condemned because he took my condemnation. I'm not guilty because he took my guilt. He took my sin. He became sin. Who knew no sin. That I might be made the righteousness of God in him. He did not fail. What he promised, he has done. I'm free. Because of what he did for me 2,000 years ago. I believe it. I'm going to live in it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to be happy. Glory to God. Isn't that easy? <coughs> Isn't that easy? That is, the Bible says it, and I believe what he says about me is true. All right? Simple, isn't it? Guilty, no more. Go on, say it. Put your hand on your chest. Guilty, no more. Free. I can't be guilty. He took my guilt. He took my pain. He took my sin. He took my disease. He's a good God. Redemption's true. Okay? 
Very simple, isn't it? I just thought this evening, you know, I was, well, yesterday I began to think about it, today I've thought about it, and tonight I've told you what I think. It's great that you don't have to be condemned, isn't it? It's great you don't have a past. 